This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This Shabbos is famously known as Shabbos Nachamu. Based on the Haftarah, the opening words of the Haftarah, Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. What does Nachamu Ami mean? It means we're supposed to feel comforted. As a Shabbos after Tisha B'Av, we're supposed to feel a sense of comfort. But the obvious question is, why exactly should we feel comforted? Nothing changed. We sat on the floor yesterday, we read Kinnis, we cried, we were in pain, and we woke up this morning and nothing changed. The Beis HaMikdash is still not built, we're still in Golos, Mashiach did not arrive yet. We used the Nechamba, why should we be comforted? Yes, we're not fasting today, yes. We're eating today, and yes, we're enjoying, and we can go shave, and we can swim, and listen to music. But that's not what the Nechama is about. What changed in our life that the Novi tells us, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, my people, you should be comforted. Why should we be any comforted? We went through three weeks, nine days, Tisha and nothing changed. The world around us is the exact same world it was three weeks ago. So why is the Navi telling us, and this became the Shabbos of, of, of family time and getting together and enjoying, why should we be happy? Nothing in our lives changed from the way they were before. And yet this Shabbos has became the Shabbos, Shabbos Nachamu. Perhaps the answer lies in something in this week's parasha. Beginning of this week's parasha, Maishu Rabbeinu shares with us a very, very deep secret which most of us probably, if we were in Maish Rabbeinu's shoes, we, wouldn't, we would not share it with our students and definitely not with anyone. Maish Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, I want you to know, Ve'eschanan el Hashem, I daven to Hashem, Ve'eschanan, the Balaturim tells us, Ve'eschanan is big match, we have 515 times. He says, I want you to know, Bnei Yisrael, I daven 515 times that I should be allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael. And you know what happened at the end of the 515 times? Hashem told me no. This is what Maish Rabbeinu tells B'nai Yisrael on his parting speech, on his few last days on this earth, and he wants to give B'nai Yisrael lessons and messages. He tells them, I want you guys to know. I poured my heart, my heart out 550 times, which the B'nai Yeshua in Baruchas explains how he got to that magical number. It was basically months of three times a day tefillah, asking, please Hashem, let me into Eretz Yisrael. And the answer was no, and he tells this to the Bnei Yisrael. Maish Rabbeinu could have kept this a secret. Maish Rabbeinu should have kept this a secret. Why do we need to know this? Now that I know this, I actually have despair about tefillah. I say to myself, why should I bother? If Maish Rabbeinu, the greatest leader, the Ramam tells us Maish Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi to ever live, if he couldn't get a tefillah past HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why should I even bother? What am I going to daven for? I'm going to daven for my little need, for my little thing that I want. They think Hashem's going to listen to me. Maish Rabbeinu daven for spirituality 515 times and he got a big fat no. Why should I even bother davening? So why did Maish Rabbeinu tell us this? This doesn't give us chizuk. This doesn't inspire us. This, if anything, sets us back. This should cause people to think twice before davening. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu share this information with Klai Yisrael? And I believe the answer is Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us a very fundamental idea of life. He's explaining to us what tefillah is. We think davening is our chance to ask Hashem for all that we want and expect in return that He'll give it to us. Lahavdil, like a vending machine. 
go to a vending machine, you see you want the bar, you want the chocolate, you want the candy, push the button, put in the money, and it comes. And if it doesn't come, we get very frustrated. I pay for it. Where is it? Right, today, we've advanced in, since vending machines, now we have this thing called Amazon. You order something online, you see it, you like it, you click, it shows up at your door in a few hours. You see, you want, you get. So we think that's what davening is. Davening is our chance to ask Hashem for all that we need, and Hashem just gives it to us. Moshe Rabbeinu was telling the Jewish people that is not what davening is. Davening is a chance to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and build a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Davening is not your chance just to ask for handouts and for all that you need. Davening is a chance to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a very real and meaningful way. Because we all know from regular relationships, how do you build a relationship? Talking. The way relationships are built are not by only giving, but by talking, communicating. Kodesh Baruch won't communicate back with us, but we will communicate with him. And the more we talk to HaKadosh Baruch the more we build a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbeinu taught us that a relationship is not about what you get out of it. If you think davening is just a way to get what you want, you're making a colossal mistake, says Moshe Rabbeinu. Davening is about building a relationship. And the more you talk to HaKadosh Baruch the more you build the closer you will get to him. And therefore, Moshe Beinu tells the Jewish people, I built an amazing relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 515 tefillahs. Do you know how close I am to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It's not about getting answered. It's not about getting what you want. It's that through davening, we have an opportunity, we have a potential to build a meaningful relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now you'll ask me, so what do I do with this relationship? With this new, found, appreciated, appreciated relationship, we now can deal with when the answer is no. No one likes to hear no. But if after your words you realize that the person who's telling you no is someone who loves you, who cares about you, is there, is the most important person in your life, tells you no, then the no is a little easier to deal with it. And that's what Moshe Ben was telling us. He said, I dive in, I put in time, I built a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and now the answer is no, now I can handle it. Because now the person that told me no is the closest person in my life. It's my father. It's the person, it's the entity that wants only what's best for me. So now the no is not just, oh my gosh, I didn't get what I wanted. Now the no is, okay, the one who knows best told me this is not best for me. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us in the beginning of this expression. After he gets rejected, what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Does he start complaining, yelling, screaming? He picks up and goes right back to work. Teaches Torah, continues teaching mitzvahs. Because to Moshe Rabbeinu, that no wasn't, oh, I don't get what I want. That no was a loving no from HaKadosh Baruch And Moshe Rabbeinu said, okay. I thought this was best for me. Hashem tells me otherwise. But that relationship can only be developed via, via tefillah. The more we talk to HaKadosh Baruch and we look at HaKadosh Baruch as our father, the more we can turn to him and say, Hashem, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. But if you're telling me it's a no, then this no is the best thing for me. And Moshe Rabbeinu now becomes the one we look to for chizik when we don't get the answers that we want. We look to Moshe Rabbeinu and we say, Moshe Rabbeinu got a no. We can also get no's in our life. No doesn't mean a rejection. No doesn't mean you're not good. No just means the Hashem saying this is not best for you. Although it's still hard to hear it, it's a little easier when we have that connection. When we have that relationship, when we've worked and developed a relationship. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us in this expression. And that's a fabulous lesson. An essential lesson for us to learn. That sometimes the answer to our feelings is going to be a big fat No. But that no is the biggest, greatest no we'll ever get. And every story they tell, where a person diving and finally his tefillahs were answered, they don't tell enough stories where our tefillahs are not answered. And we don't get that that we wanted. And that's okay too. 
Because Hashem knows what's best, He knows what's right. And the no sometimes is the greatest thing we can ever hear. Perhaps now we can understand Shabbos Nacham. Yes, we woke up this morning, there was no Beis HaMikdosh. Sadly, Mashiach didn't come. Even though there was a fox spotted at the Makkah HaMikdosh, still, sadly, we're in Golis. What did we do yesterday? We connected to HaKadosh Baruch in a very, very real day, a real way yesterday. We cried, we mourned, we felt pain, we saw history, we lived, we relived history, all the tsaris, all the pain. And we don't understand why it happened. But what we did walk away with is we now felt closer to HaKadosh Baruch We felt that He is our guarding, guiding light through all of this. He's our Father holding our hand through a very difficult time. So of course we don't understand why this Chorban happened or that Chorban happened. Why millions of Jews died here and thousands of Jews died here. But the Necham is we now know that there must have been a reason why Hashem did this. Hashem is not evil. Hashem is not sadistic. Hashem is not mean. Hashem is a loving Father that we now have a real meaningful relationship with. And everything that He does for somehow, some way we believe is for the benefit. So when we wake up in the morning after Tisha B'Av, after hearing so many tragic stories, we talked in shul about all the tsaris of Klai Yisrael's long and painful history. And we wake up this morning and we feel comforted. You know why? Because we know and we believe that everything Hashem does is for good. Do we understand why? No, but we believe. And that's the nechama we take away. But the way we get to that belief is by davening and building relationship. We spent time yesterday seeing Yad Hashem through Jewish history. That made us feel closer to HaKadosh Baruch the closer we feel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the easier it is perhaps to see or to feel. Despite the difficulties, we know Hashem is holding our hand and walking with us. So Moshe Rabbeinu taught us in this week's parasha not, not, not to give up on tefillah, but to understand what tefillah is supposed to do. It's not supposed to just give me what I want. It's not an ATM machine. Tefillah is a way to build a real relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And yes, daven for the things that you want. But if the answer doesn't come the way you want, don't despair of tefillah. Just remind yourself that I'm talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and He knows what's best. And that's the greatest nechama. When we believe that komado ovid rachman ulatav, everything that Hashem does is good. Not easy to feel, much easier to say. But the more we build a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, perhaps we will feel that in our own lives. It's Hashem... We should be zeicher to see the ultimate nechama. When we can really feel that everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is good in our life, Hashem will see that now we're ready to move to the next phase, into the phase of the ultimate ke'ula. We should see the real nechama, the arrival of Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.